Hello, citizens, and welcome to another episode of Short Form the Podcast. I am your awesome host, Joe Badass Loper. Thank you for joining me. I hope you've had an outstanding weekend. We're getting close to Turkey Day, which is not going to lie, very exciting. I am a giant large bird fan myself. Love me some turkey. Bring on the tryptophan. Today, we're going to be talking about motivation, but not in the sense of so much how to get motivated, but rather what is motivation and what is not motivation. And it's really important that we understand the difference between those two things. Before we jump right into today's topic, though, a little, a little tidbit, a little something fun here at the top of the show. The Library of Congress is the largest library in the world. Everybody knows that. But did you know how many items are actually in the library? 173 million items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 173 million. Each day, each working day, they receive roughly 15,000 items, and they add about 10,000 of them to the collection. Store that away for your trivia cocktail hour mindset. So let's deconstruct what motivation is and isn't, because it's, it's important that we understand to get things done, to accomplish the goals we want to, you have to focus on the process rather than waiting to be inspired. Because if you wait to be inspired, you could be waiting for a really long time. Now, this is different. Motivation is very different from the hustle and grind uh, mindset. This is not the same thing. Hustle and grind culture is short-term thinking. Think of it like hacking your way to something. If you're trying to burn the candle at both ends, it's usually for a short-term goal. If you're thinking that's the long-term play, it's not. And there's a lot of studies that show it is not good for you. What is the, I guess, the misconception of what motivation is? Motivation is not something that you should be constantly in a state of, right? Because staying motivated constantly is like staying happy constantly, right? It's possible, but usually you're going to need a lot of drugs to make that happen. In other words, it's fleeting. It's not reliable in that I can always count on this. Now, if you rely on something that's inconsistent to give you consistent results, you're setting yourself up for failure. Now, that's not to say we can't use motivation, absolutely, but we should not rely on it. Jeff Haddon, who wrote The Motivation Myth, which, by the way, I recommend everyone read this book. It doesn't really matter where you are in your life. If you're listening to this podcast, regardless of what you're trying to do, you should read The Motivation Myth by Jeff Haddon. It's, it's great. It breaks down a lot of what we're going to talk about today, but the whole book is really about understanding what motivation is and isn't, and really creating processes and habits that get you there. It's a little, a little a spoiler alert for what we're going to talk about in a minute. Now, this is what Jeff wrote in the, uh, one of his quotes from the book. Motivation is the fire that starts burning after you manually, painfully coax it into existence, and it feeds on the satisfaction of seeing yourself make progress. I know the words. Motivation is not something we wait for. Motivation is actually something we create by doing the work, by creating the processes that give us the accomplishment of checking off the box, of finishing the task, which creates progress that then creates motivation, 
to go to the next step, to continue that process. Stephen Pressfield uh, wrote The War of Art. And he talks extensively about the resistance, what he terms basically anything that tries to stop you from accomplishing not just what you want to do with your life. He goes into a lot of great detail about how the resistance is really an evil force trying to stop you at every turn from being truly great. But this is what Stephen said in his book, The War of Art. The professional has learned that success, like happiness, comes as a byproduct of work. Now, again, that's not hustle culture. That's work. That's getting it done. Success and happiness are the result of something. Motivation is the result of something. That's really the mindset shift we have to focus on here. Now, this is, I thought this was really interesting. I, I read this on a website called Positive Psychology. And this is really talking about what motivation is. And they're, and they're trying to get, and obviously they're getting into a psychological view of it. But ultimately what motivation is, is a desire for a change in behavior, thoughts, feelings, self-concept, environment, and relationships. And I interpret that it is the motive for behavior, right? It's the reason for action. This is what motivation is. Because I think that what happens is motivation is a lot like hope. Hope is one of our greatest strengths as human beings. It is truly powerful. However, it can also be a sort of poison to the soul if it goes unrealized. So motivation is very similar to hope in that regard, I think. Now, motivation, like I said before, is not hustle and grind culture. It's not the go hard or, or go home. Because what that demands is that you be productive at all times, regardless of your status or the goal. And when I say status, when I say status, I mean you personally, like your status, your mental, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual well-being. Where are you in that? Hustle and grind says to ignore that. Just go. Every day, I push myself beyond my limits because if I work hard enough, it'll just happen. Like if I just push myself, go, 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 bam. And that's not true. Far from true, actually. Now, this is different from having, like, say, time-sensitive goals, which are temporary, which is why time-sensitive goals, short-term goals, are okay. And this is why not necessarily if you're pushing yourself for a short amount of time, again, that's not a bad thing. Hustle and grind is more of a long-term permanent status. That's where we get into trouble because it can lead to burnout, first and foremost. It is inevitable that hustle and grind will lead you to burnout. You're going to fall out. It's just a matter of time. It can lead to just overall physical fatigue, mental burnout. Emotionally, there's no, you start to lose track of who you are. And what really can happen is because Things can take time to manifest. What you do today can take a year of years to actually come into fruition. But if you maintain that hustle and grind without regard for how long something will actually take, it can feel like you're not making progress. And that can lead to resentment of what you're trying to accomplish. You can actually start resenting your goal because it's not coming fast enough. This is what Stephen Pressfolk talks about as the resistance. We're actually undermining our own efforts by doing this. 
So how do we avoid this? We've talked about what motivation is, and we've talked about what motivation isn't. What are some ways to avoid this and start creating a better way to accomplish what we want to accomplish? I think an overall healthy mindset is striving for balance daily. So each day, it's not about pushing yourself beyond your limits. It's not about wearing yourself out. It's not about burning the candle at both ends. It's about finding balance. How much can I get done today? Realistically, even if you're, you know, going full on, full bore out, let me do this until I pass out at my desk. Eh. Eh. It's again about work-life balance. It is never a good idea to push yourself to the point of just mental physical and emotional and spiritual exhaustion, and especially the detriment of relationships for this idea of a goal, because that idea of a goal may never happen. You can work yourself to the bone and still not get there. Daily balance, balance in your life. And you want to create a process or a path or routines that make that possible. You want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success, because if you're not, right, the inconsistency of reliability is what will eventually undermine your forward momentum. And that's what we want to avoid. So we want to have daily balance. And when we start creating routines and healthy habits, and also there needs to be some rest. You have to give yourself rest. There has to be time. And this, when I say rest, it's not just like big rest, like vacations, spending time with friends and family. Those are big rest. And those are, those are essential but I'm talking also about little rest where you give yourself time each day as your day allows moments to step away from the, the tasks, moments to step away from the work and not have to worry about it and not have to be so focused on what you're doing. You're giving yourself time to reset. This can actually be a game changer for a lot of people. It can be as simple as five minutes, I think realistically, if you want it to have an effect, 10 to 15 minutes is an optimal time frame. And also you don't want to like sit at your desk and try to zone out for a little while or your home office. That's not what this is about either. It's literally stepping away from the work. And also this can be an active rest. Go for a walk. Do some yoga. Right? It doesn't have to be like falling asleep or something like that. If you can take a power nap and that works for you, I strongly recommend doing it. But this really can just be putting on some headphones, maybe listening to some music you like to tune everything else out so you're not listening to things, noise and distractions. And giving yourself time to shut your eyes and just breathe and clear your mind. Letting your body rest, like just letting the physical stresses of the day of running around, of doing things, of holding tension in your back and in your arms and maybe in your forehead and things like that and just letting that slowly melt away. Cannot stress how much of a game changer this can actually be. It can take time to, which funny to say it, but it actually can take time to get good at it. Because if it's something you're not used to giving yourself, it can feel weird at first. So it might take some time to get there, but eventually this will have a great impact. If you can do it twice a day, even better. And the last thing you want to really think about is we want to avoid decision fatigue. Now, avoiding decision fatigue can be really tough, especially in today's demanding world, because we're, we're constantly being bombarded by distractions. 
notifications on phone, emails, phone calls, people coming up to talk to us, running around, making errands, all that kind of stuff. So how do we avoid decision fatigue? And by the way, if you're not sure what decision fatigue is, there are studies that show that the human mind can only make so many decisions in a row in a single day before there's just nothing left in the tank. So the more you eliminate that, the less you have to do in a day, and this really comes down to redundant everyday tasks, this can be huge as well. And again, another game changer. What's a version of this? What's an example of this? Right. At some point, <laughs> when you wake up in the next morning, you're going to have to decide what you want to wear, hopefully. I, I hope you're wearing something. Please, God, put some clothes on. And in order to do that, you know, it's part of your routine. You wake up, start your morning routine, coffee, breakfast, whatever it is, shower. And then at some point you go and look at your clothes, your closet, your drawers, and decide what you're going to wear. The night before, before you go to bed, and I mean like maybe five minutes before you go to bed, do this. Decide what you're going to wear the night before. If you know what you're going to eat, set it out. Make sure it's ready. Make sure everything's clean. If you know you're going to make your coffee, make sure your coffee is either set up or whatever. If you know what you're going to eat the next day, kudos if you can even meal prep. But again, if you know what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat it, you've already made those decisions. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. Setting a daily time to get up. You don't think about it. You don't wonder when you're going to do it. I get up every day at 7 a.m. because that's the best time for me to get up every day. And you just make that part of your routine. It's not something you have to decide on. And it also establishes a habit. If I'm going to get up like this every day, then this is roughly the time I need to go to bed. Not the most exciting thing in the world. I have no idea if I'm over time, by the way. My, my, my timer here has gone way past 15 minutes. So this will be fun to edit. But hopefully this was helpful. The goal here, as always, is to suck less at life. Some of these topics may not be the most exciting thing in the world. When we understand the cornerstone of how to build a better life, everything else starts to fall in place around it. You have to have a strong foundation. It's very, very important. That's why I talk about these, you know, these aren't showstopper topics, but it's important to hit them. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the world about short form. The goal here is to help people. The goal here is to create a better life for ourselves and in order to suck less at life so that we can be everyday leaders and have a positive impact to go out into the world, leave a positive mark and create a legacy for ourselves. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a fantastic week. I'll catch you next week.